Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. I don't know if I've ever been this impressed with you. I don't know how low that bar was. Well, it's been since the day that we met and you told me you were a Packers fan. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I can work with this guy. <laughs> it's been five years <laughs> since I've truly impressed Jen. Life 107.1. There are certain things that you have to have in your life every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like oxygen. Important. Yeah, that's, that's important. Nutrition of some kind. Hope. You know, just heard the other day, you can't live for one second without mm. hope. It's so important. Now, I, I think that there is something else that should be on that list. It's nigh close to the top. Something that I personally have to have every single day. I love this thing. I must have this thing. And if somebody doesn't like this thing, <laughs> I, I'm kind of like, I don't even know if I want you in my life. Peanut butter. Peanut butter is very... I have it every day. I have it every day. Put it in my oatmeal. I put it in my oatmeal. And of course, the great debate about peanut butter is over creamy and crunchy. It's a debate? I think there's some animosity between the two sides. You think? Well, there's scientific research to back this up, Jen. Science! There is science! Oh, hold on. I got to play the science music. Science! Science! No, this is for real. Oh I think, my. I think GIF sponsored this study, but it, it's been done. They found all kinds of crazy stuff about how passionate people are about peanut butter. Well, yeah, I get that, but why are we fighting? Well, nearly half of respondents said it would be a deal breaker if they figured out that their date preferred the wrong kind of peanut butter. <laughs> wrong guy. And this is as a fan of creamy peanut butter I'm now finding that I am more likely to have been teased over my preference in peanut butter than my crunchy counterparts. Really? 47% of creamy peanut butter fans have been teased over their peanut butter preference. Because we love creamy peanut butter we get teased? I know! Why? Does it say something about us? It says that we are early birds and introverts. Well, I'm eating the wrong kind of peanut butter. (laughs) Peanut butter. Mm. I know. Seriously. You just say it and it's like, "Mm, it's good. I love peanut butter. I have it every single solitary day, period. Amen. I do. And I love creamy peanut butter. And Taylor agrees with me. But there are people among us who don't like creamy peanut butter. No, they like the other kind. They would tease us for our preference in peanut butter. They might even say... I don't like you. Oh, who and would do that based on peanut butter? So we're just kind of checking in right now. What kind of peanut butter do you prefer? And would you change your peanut butter preference for someone you cared about? Here's my problem. I have a full-time job and a part-time job and a house. And I have at least one jar of peanut butter in each of those places. I love you. It is my favorite thing mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at home, I have three jars of peanut butter, actually, because I buy it in bulk because, you know, I love it. Yeah. Can't run out. I don't understand the second question. Why would you have to switch? <laughs> I have creamy and chunky. <gasps> you Wait. do both! You gotta. What if you're feeling a little chunky one day? That's a personal <laughs> problem. I don't that, want to That's why I go for the ice cream. <laughs> so you, you have, sometimes you're in a creamy peanut butter mood, and sometimes you're in a crunchy peanut butter mood? Most of the time it is creamy. I okay. think that a creamy is superior. Okay, okay good. I but... don't believe that. But I do have a small jar of crunchy peanut butter just in case. I like a woman that covers her bases. I, you know, I can't fault her. <laughs> that's some next level peanut butter preparedness. It is! She's a peanut butter professional. 
Oh boy, here we go. Her Keep purchases are prolific. Yeah. There's another one in there. Go I'm ahead. profoundly impacted by That's this phone call. Right? <laughs> no, when you have to sound what? it out like that, it doesn't count. It also started with a P. I just needed to make sure you heard my brilliance. Oh, we hear it every single day, Taylor. Now, earlier this week, we talked about the very divisive but important topic of crunchy versus creamy peanut butter. Oh, yeah. And our friend Curtis said, wait, 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 I missed that conversation because he really, really wanted to weigh in. I'm uh, nothing but crunchy peanut butter. Wow. Really? Just crunchy, not even creamy at all? I think creamy is peanutless peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) No. That's fair. It's still made with peanuts. But there's no crunch. So here, here's the question. If someone you cared about preferred creamy peanut butter, would you convert to creamy for them? I would have the bottle of creamy for them, and I would have a <laughs> container of crunchy for me. So what I'm hearing is you would not give up crunchy peanut butter for somebody that you care about. It'd really be tough. I'd do it for Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I better do it for Jesus. Would you change for somebody in your life that you love and care about? Peanut butter, that is. I'm talking about peanut butter. Would you change peanut butters? Because you like one of the two, right? You like mm-hmm. either creamy or crunchy. We have teams. Team Absolutely. Creamy, team crunchy. We want to know which one you're on. What do you think about that, Debbie? You know, it troubles me. Why do we always have to espouse the differences in people? I know. We're mm. terrible that way. Taylor and Jen, just picking at the scab. We're, we're here to drive a wedge into central Iowa. That's what we're really here for. Why must we choose between the, the crunchy and the creamy? Creamy, creamy, creamy. Um, and is that a subliminal message? Yes, it's a subliminal message. And um, now I've lost my train of thought. But anyway, people can change. I loved crunchy when I was little and biting into the fresh bread and the crunchy and the mm-hmm. peanut buttery taste and now that i'm older and wiser yeah i like the creamy so people's taste buds change and their love of textures change and and we can be open to our differences and understand why different people like different things that was very inspirational i feel smarter and better having taken this phone call from you think about your grandma and grandpa's house Mm -hmm. right think about their tv room think about what was that tv show that was always on at Grandma and Grandpa's house. You didn't see it anywhere else. You just saw it at Grandma and Grandpa's house. Do you remember the 90s show called Big Comfy Couch? Oh, yes, yes I do. Oh, my goodness. Looking back on it now, it's slightly creepy. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For she sure. would do the clock routine on the floor, and her leg would do the clock. <laughs> for whatever reason, my great-grandma loved that show and would have that on every time we came over. She loved it. She did. Oh, my goodness. So it wasn't like she didn't put it on for you kids. She had it on for herself. It was on for herself, for sure. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) For sure. Wow. (laughs) I remember that. It would go back uh, back to back with bananas and pajamas. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I remember that as well. (laughs) Okay, that one I don't know. Oh, well... (laughs) It's just as well. It, w- it was about bananas in pajamas. I want to know who thinks of these things. Well, I don't know, but they probably thought of it at 3 a.m. <laughs> hey, let's do a show. And there's a clown who sits on a couch. No! But wait! No! The couch is big. And she's small. She's small. <laughs> All right, so we've been discussing the big comfy couch ever since our friend Adam told us that that was the show that was always on at his great-grandma's house. Yeah, and uh, we've gotten some strong reactions to this show. I think Lunette and her couch are the reason why our 20-somethings cannot clean. 
because they just stuff everything under the bed, <laughs> under the couch, whatever. She set the worst example ever. So you're thinking a, a bunch of the 20-somethings now grew up watching being like, I want to be like her. That's they did. Hashtag goals. They cannot clean their room. <laughs> <laughs> they just shove everything under couch cushions. You walk into your grandparents' house. It's got a certain feel. It's got a certain smell. Yeah. For a lot of us, it was like walking into a hug. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they always had a TV show on. You know, it was like Grandma and Grandpa's TV show. Yeah. You didn't see it anywhere else. You just saw it at Grandma and Grandpa's house. What was that for you, Kelly? My grandparents on one side of the family would watch Carol Burnett. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Yes! And it was so funny. And the other side of the family grandparents watched Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yes! Yeah. I don't brag about a whole lot of things about myself. I am fabulous at it. <laughs> my family laughs, and I think it's because of my grandparents. It's all those years of training. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. I wasn't even paying attention, and I like it comes on, and they always say, okay, Lucy, like our dog. They always act like they're going to play it with the dog. And I glance up, and there could be 50 letters up there, and I don't know. Somehow I just say it. I think it's an honor of my grandparents. That's awesome. I love it. My family is like, they tell me not to quit my day job and go for, you know, Wheel of Fortune, but quite frankly. They wouldn't be saying that when you win them the massive grand prize. Yeah, exactly. I would get on TV and be like, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it starts as a whisper and then it becomes a very loud voice in your head to clean. You must clean. <laughs> the cleaning instinct the, took over. The spring cleaning instinct comes. And it's not just your normal dusting and laundry and vacuuming. No. No, you must clean more. <laughs> it is a spring cleaning compulsion that takes over. And so recently, like two days ago, I was in my bedroom. And I did not have time at the moment. Otherwise, I probably would have done it right then. I looked up and I saw... That thing. I, I love this thing in my room. I love it. It's a great mm -hmm. thing. It goes one way in the winter and it goes another way in the spring. <laughs> it's my ceiling fan and uh -huh. I'm very, very happy that I have it. But it's dirty and it must be cleaned. And I didn't have time to do it. So I looked up at it and I said, I'll be back for you. <laughs> I'm coming back to clean you. So I was looking online, you know, how to clean a, uh, because I don't know, 29 and a half years. I just still want to make sure that I'm cleaning them right. <laughs> you were trying to figure out how to clean a ceiling fan? Well, I mean, there's there's tips and tricks to okay. cleaning ceiling fans, okay. which I always knew that, you know, the pillowcase method keeps it all from falling mm -hmm. all over the cat and the dog that are watching you clean as you stand on your bed. Um, but my favorite part of looking it up was step one. Every single solitary place that I went to with the how to to clean a ceiling fan, everyone had the same step one. You know what it was, don't you? What was it? Turn off the fan. <laughs> See, here's the deal. If you do the Taylor method, you leave the fan on and you just hold that duster Swiffer thing right in place and it... Thoop, 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 Are thoop, you thoop, thoop, And then you're done. That's like sending dust throughout your entire house. But the ceiling fan is clean. That, look, we're just talking about cleaning the ceiling fan. I was going to say, what's your objective, If Jen? that's your only responsibility, then the dust becomes everybody else's problem. It's called delegating. Look it up. I know it's spring. You know it's spring because you have the compulsion to spring clean. And there is no cleaning like spring cleaning. In fact, you could probably answer this question. You know it's spring cleaning when you clean this. We've got Dan and Sarah 
on the line to explain what they clean. The blinds. No, the blinds. Yes. Those I always forget about, and then I'm like, oh, those are looking really bad. <laughs> so how do you clean the blinds? With a vacuum. With the brush thing. No, oh, that doesn't get everything off. Well, fine then. I'm not helping. <laughs> Probably like a micro- <laughs> microfiber towel or like one of those little dust brush thingies that you buy. Yeah. Okay. Or- a sock? I'd want to throw the sock away, though. You choose one of the socks that's like looks like it's just on the verge of getting a hole in it. Oh, you two were so meant to be together. I'm just, I mean, just <laughs> listening to you. You sound like Deborah and Raymond from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> You're almost powerless against mm. it. It's like a compulsion. It just comes over you. And it's only during the spring. It's spring cleaning. I just have to clean something. And there's one thing usually that you know it's spring because this is getting cleaned. I'm not one to like dust. I don't like dusting, but how about ceiling fans when you go to turn them the opposite direction for circulation? Yeah. And you realize how much dusting you really hate to do because you've got all those dust balls. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I climbed up on the bed and I found the switch. Oh, to change the direction. To just change the direction. And I was so excited. I just, without thinking, I just switched it, you know? And then all of a sudden, all this dust started flying all over my bedroom. (laughs) And I was like, stop, stop, stop. And you better hope you don't have any clothes lying around. Because you're like, oh, these were clean at one time. Yeah, I learned not to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Make sure it stopped, clean it, and then then turn it on. Then turn it back on. Yeah, exactly. See, I just... I truly believe if I never turn my fan off, the dust can't settle on it. Can dust settle on a moving target? <laughs> I don't know. That, Why are you asking me these questions? I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems... Here, hold on. Here's my woman card. If, I don't if know. You're, if you're an expert in dustology, <laughs> we want to know if I dust can know. settle. Because like, like, moss doesn't grow on a rolling stone. So if something is in perpetual motion, yeah, the dust will the catch dust it. catch it? It's like, oh man, I'll go somewhere else. Is this really what we wanted to talk about? It seems scientific to me. Taylor, you're wrong. I have to tell you. I've just got to call it. Oh. Just saying. Because have you ever had like a stand fan, like a pedestal fan or a box fan or anything like that? Oh, you know what? Okay. I know what you're talking about now. When you stop those, they are disgusting. It's true. You have to clean and hours taking them apart and cleaning them. No, you don't. So I have to. <laughs> I have made it to the ripe old age of what I am, and I have never done that. <laughs> We have to do it every year because we didn't have air conditioning for the longest time. And so we lived off of, like, box fans and stand fans and all yeah. those things. And every year when we pull them out to get ready to run them, we have to tear them apart and spend, like, an hour cleaning each one of them because they just get filthy. Yeah. Another okay. reason not to go in my son's that, room because he keeps a fan going constantly. Well, that busts my theory. <laughs> Thanks for that. So if you heard what Dr. Heidi recently said about insomnia, something that I am very close friends with. In fact, I just had a date with insomnia this week. It's not a rare thing for you to come and be like, slept 90 minutes last night. I I do. I have a hard time with insomnia. And uh, Sunday night into Monday morning seems to be really a problem, which it happened again this week. I don't know. 
I'm going to listen to that advice that she gave again and make sure that I start applying that in my life. But as a result of the insomnia, I was actually pretty tired yesterday. Really? Um, (laughs) In my life, I go from here to another job sometimes, Mm -hmm. one that I love. After school, I work with some kiddos over at Des Moines Christian. We're putting on a musical. I had a little bit of time yesterday, so I thought, I'm going to get there early. I'm going to go park in a quiet park of the parking lot. I'm going to put my seat back, and I'm going to close my eyes for just a few minutes. little parking lot car nap. Yeah, okay. So something that you've done? I have done that many a time. So have I. (laughs) Well, anyway... The sun is beating. It's a beautiful, warm day. And I find it a nice, quiet part of the parking lot. And I park and I look at my watch and I think to myself, oh, my goodness, I have 32 minutes. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's power nap territory. Seriously, I was so stoked. So windows open, seats back, sun is streaming in, all is quiet. And I just start to kind of drift off. And all of a sudden. All of a sudden, through the open window, I hear, honk, 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 oh, honk, no. honk, 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 There were two Canadian geese not 20 yards away mm. from my car that decided to have a dispute <laughs> that lasted for about 32 minutes. No! <laughs> I can't fall asleep in my comfy, cozy bed with all of the right environment. I can't. But you can fall asleep in the craziest places. I'll tell you what, it wasn't me. It was the story my mom and dad told me. Uh, one of their first dates was an Aerosmith concert back in the day. Yeah. And my dad bought these really expensive uh, front row seats for them. <gasps> and she fell asleep mid-concert. No! The Aerosmith concert, yes. She fell asleep yes. with Steven Tyler and all of his scarves right there in front of her? She didn't want to close her eyes. She didn't want to fall asleep, but she did. <laughs> That's right. That was good. And my dad loved her so much that he married her. I know. (laughs) That was so good. I am so impressed with you right now. I don't know if I've ever been this impressed with you. That was really good. (laughs) I knew two lines from an Aerosmith song. I know, but it was like, and that's all it took to be the most impressed. I don't know how low that bar was. Well, it's been since the day that we met, and you told me you were a Packers fan, and I was like, oh, okay, Okay. I can work with this guy. It's been five years (laughs) since I've. Truly impressed, Jen. Some of us are gifted with the spiritual gift of falling asleep wherever the spirit leads. Oh, wait, that's not fair. So you're saying I'm not spiritual because I can't sleep? You have the spiritual gift of alertness. You are always alert. Very good, Taylor. No, I, I... I fall asleep just at the drop of a hat, not even knowing I'm tired, and all of a sudden I realize I've been asleep. That is such a gift. Probably the most recent masterwork of my talent. I've had uh, back problems since I was young, young, young teenager, and I was going to get some stuff looked at to see if maybe there was some new issue going on there that we could fix, and the next step was to go and get an MRI. No way. Have you, you, you've seen an MRI. It's like the, the little tube yeah, that, you know, it strikes fear into most people's hearts. Wide enough for your shoulders and it like clangs when it's taking oh, all the pictures. No. And the woman, no. as she's getting me all ready for it, she's like, oh, you know, it's going to be a couple hours so you can take a nap if you want. Ha ha ha. I fell asleep, Jen. 
You did not. I was fast asleep in that MRI to the point where when she told me, hey, can you roll over for the next picture? I got so scared I almost sat up and hit my head on the thing. I love you like a brother, but I really don't like you right now. <laughs> you fall asleep in an MRI machine. Yeah. I can't fall asleep in the perfect circumstances of my bedroom. It's kind of cozy. It's like being <laughs> swaddled, but with metal. Morning, Dan. Where's the crazy place that you fell asleep? I was about 19. I had worked an 18-hour shift. I got home. I was standing in front of my dresser pulling, you know, things out of my pockets, wallet, keys, all that fun stuff. And I don't know how long I was asleep. All I know is I woke up standing in front of my dresser. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't understand how that is physically possible. Too tired to even lie down. <laughs> I, I guess mean, my brain was like, eh, we're close enough. <laughs> well, now you know you have something in common with horses yeah. and cows. They fall asleep standing up, too. I, I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. I'm, I'm just going to make it clear that Jen's the one who compared you to a cow. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern in St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.